Today is September the 12th. Today, we see that Judah stumbles. Reading through the Bible in a year today, I'd like you to read 2 Chronicles chapters 20 to 22. Now, uh, 2 Chronicles 20 is very similar to 1 Kings 22. Uh, Jehoshaphat fights uh, some other wars, but uh, Jehoshaphat dies. Uh, he's buried. He's well appreciated. His son, Jehoram, rules after him. Now, uh, Jehoram was not a good king. His wife was Athaliah the daughter of Jezebel of the northern kingdom. Uh, Jehoram entered into uh, an alliance with Israel. Uh, Jehoram dies. Um, take a look at chapter 21, verse 20. Jehoram was 32 years old when he became king. He reigned in Jerusalem. Eight years, no one was sorry when he died. Uh, the, the author of Chronicles simply states that he was not appreciated. His son, Ahaziah, rules after him. Um, Ahaziah continues that alliance with King Ahab in the north. But the prophet uh, authorizes, tells Jehu, one of Ahab's generals, to kill Ahab and he will be king after him. Well, Jehu kills not only Ahab, but Ahab's allies. And so in verse 9, while Jehu was executing judgment against the family of Ahab, he happened to meet some of Judah's official and Ahaziah's relatives who were traveling with Ahaziah. Jehu killed them all. Jehu's men searched for Ahaziah. They found him hiding in the city of Samaria. They brought him to Jehu. He too was killed. Um, Jehu kills all of Ahaziah's relatives. It leaves Israel apparently without uh, a descendant of the line of Judah. And as a result, Ahaziah's mother, the wife of Jehoram before him, Athaliah, rules instead. She begins her rule in uh, chapter 22, and that ends uh, chapter 22. Enjoy today as we read Second Chronicles 20 to 22. Second Chronicles 20 through 22, New Living Translation, Second Chronicles 20. After this, the armies of the Moabites, Ammonites, and some of the Meunites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at Hazaron Tamar. This was another name for Engedi. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. 
Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. O our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land when your people Israel arrived? And did you not give the land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said, Whenever we are faced with any calamity such as war, plague, famine, we can come and stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us, and you will hear us and rescue us. And now see what the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir are doing. You would not let our ancestors invade those nations when Israel left Egypt. So they went around them and did not destroy them. Now see how they reward us. For they have come to throw us out of your land, which you gave us as an inheritance. O our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. As all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives, and children, the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jeiel, son of Mattaniah, a Levite who was the descendant of Asaph. He said, Listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz, at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jerul. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Kohath and Korah stood and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Early the next morning the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. At that very moment they began singing and giving praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. On the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessing, 
which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It is still called the Valley of Blessing today. Then all the men returned to Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat leading them. Overjoyed that the Lord had given them victory over their enemies, they marched into Jerusalem with the music of harps, lyres, trumpets, and they proceeded to the temple of the Lord. When all the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel, the fear of God came over them. So Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. So Jehoshaphat ruled over the land of Judah. He was thirty-five years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem twenty-five years. His mother was Ezubah, daughter of Shillai. Jehoshaphat was a good king, following the ways of his father Asa. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight. During his reign, however, he failed to remove all the pagan shrines, and the people never fully committed themselves to follow the God of their ancestors. The rest of the events of Jehoshaphat's reign, from the beginning to end, are recorded in the record of Jehu, son of Hanani, which is included in the book of the kings of Israel. Sometime later, King Jehoshaphat of Judah made an alliance with King Azahiah of Israel, who was very wicked. Together they built a fleet of trading ships at the port of Ezon-Geber. Then Eliezer, son of Donovehu, from Marisha, prophesied against Jehoshaphat. He said, Because you have allied yourself with King Ahaziah, the Lord will destroy your work. So the ships met with disaster and never put out to sea. Second Chronicles 21 When Jehoshaphat died, he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. Then his son Jehoram became the next king. Jehoram's brothers and the other sons of Jehoshaphat were Azariah, Jehiel, Zechariah, Azariahu, Michael, and Sapphatiah. All these were the sons of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. Their father had given each of them valuable gifts of silver, gold, and costly items, and also some of Judah's fortified towns. However, he designated Jehoram as the next king because he was the oldest. But when Jehoram had become solidly established as king, he killed all his brothers and some of the other leaders of Judah. Jehoram was thirty-two years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem eight years. But Jehoram followed the example of the kings of Israel and was as wicked as King Ahab, for he had married one of Ahab's daughters. So Jehoram did what was evil in the Lord's sight. But the Lord did not want to destroy David's dynasty, for he had made a covenant with David and promised that his descendants would continue to rule, shining like a lamp forever. During Jehoram's reign, the Edomites revolted against Judah and crowned their king. So Jehoram went out with his full armory and all his chariots. The Edomites surrounded him and his chariot commanders, but he went out at night and attacked them under the cover of darkness. Even so, Edom has been independent from Judah to this day. The town of Libna also revolted about the same time. All this happened because Jehoram had abandoned the Lord, the God of his ancestors. He had built pagan shrines in the hill country of Judah and had led the people of Jerusalem and Judah to give themselves to pagan gods and to go astray. Then Elijah, one of the prophets, wrote Jehoram a letter. This is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David, says. You have not followed the good example of your father Jehoshaphat or your grandfather King Asa of Judah. Instead, you have been as evil as the kings of Israel. 
you have led the people of Jerusalem and Judah to worship idols, just as King Ahab did in Israel, and you have even killed your own brothers, men who were better than you. So now the Lord is about to strike you, your people, your children, your wives, and all that is yours with a heavy blow. You yourself will suffer with a severe intestinal disease that will get worse each day until your bowels come out. Then the Lord stirred up the Philistines and the Arabs who lived near the Ethiopians to attack Jehoram. They marched against Judah, broke down its defenses, and carried away everything of value in the royal palace, including the king's sons and his wives. Only his youngest son, Ahaziah, was spared. After this, the Lord struck Jehoram with an incurable intestinal disease. The disease grew worse and worse, and at the end of the two years it caused his bowels to come out, and he died in agony. His people did not build a great funeral fire to honor him, as they had done for his ancestors. Jehoram was thirty-two years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem eight years. No one was sorry when he died. They buried him in the city of David, but not in the royal cemetery. Second Chronicles 22 Then the people of Jerusalem made Ahaziah, Jehoram's youngest son, their next king. Since the marauding bands who came with the Arabs had killed all the older sons, so Ahaziah, son of Jehoram, reigned as king of Judah. Ahaziah was twenty-two years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem one year. His mother was Athaliah, a granddaughter of King Omri. Ahaziah also followed the evil example of King Ahab's family, for his mother encouraged him in doing wrong. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as Ahab's family had done. They even became his advisors after the death of his father, and they led him to ruin. Following their evil advice, Ahaziah joined Jehoram, the son of King Ahab of Israel, in his war against King Haziel of Aram and Ramoth-Gilead, when the Arameans wounded Jehoram in the battle, he returned to Jezreel to recover from the wound he had received at Ramoth. Because Jehoram was wounded, King Ahaziah of Judah went to Jezreel to visit him, but God had decided that this visit would be Ahaziah's downfall. While he was there, Ahaziah went out with Jehoram to meet Jehu, grandson of Nimshi, who the Lord had appointed to destroy the dynasty of Ahab. While Jehu was executing judgment against the family of Ahab, he happened to meet some of Judah's officials and Ahaziah's relatives who were traveling with Ahaziah, so Jehu killed them all. Then Jehu's men searched for Ahaziah, and they found him hiding in the city of Samaria. They brought him to Jehu, who killed him. Ahaziah was given a decent burial because the people said he was the grandson of Jehoshaphat, a man who sought the Lord with all his heart. But none of the surviving members of Ahaziah's family was capable of ruling the kingdom. When Athaliah, the mother of King Ahaziah of Judah, learned that her son was dead, she began to destroy the rest of Judah's royal family. But Ahaziah's sister, Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Jehoram, took Ahaziah's infant son, Joash, and stole him away from among the rest of the king's children, who were about to be killed. She put Joash and his nurse in a bedroom. In this way, Jehoshaphat, wife of Jehoiada, the priest and sister of Ahaziah, hid the child so that Athaliah could not murder him. Joash remained hidden in the temple of God, 
for six years while Athaliah ruled over the land. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see the child king.